In the year 2000, I had my first school formal dance. It was my eighth grade formal. And all year, my friends and I talked about how we were going to actually ask a girl to dance. We were going to make sure we did it. When the day finally came, I didn't work up the nerve to ask a girl to dance. And it would have been the biggest disappointment of my life had I not seen Star Wars The Phantom Menace one year earlier. <laughs> this is box office time machine. <laughs> toot, toot. <laughs> uh, sad. <laughs> I am John Bershad. I am Veronica Yurowski. Yes, we have traveled back in time 20 years to see the number one movie in the weekend, uh, uh, what is this, the first, the last weekend of May. Memorial Day weekend. A Memorial Day weekend. Oh, have a good long weekend, everybody. What, are you doing anything exciting? I'm going to Peru. That is very exciting. It is pretty exciting. Well, I'm going to a wedding. Yay! In a Peru? ten minute walk from my apartment. That that's another type that's, of excitement. That's, yeah, that's actually great. Oh my yeah. god, it's in for uh, people our age to find a thing nearby to do is uh, this is fun. in my life. I've now gone to two weddings that are walkable from my apartment, and that is it's a fun walk home from the reception. It really is. <laughs> you just it's so nice when a, a wedding ends and you're just like, well, I'm gonna go home now. <laughs> Uh, fuck destinations. Um, uh, local weddings are great. Anyway, we're not here to... Buy American, everyone. (laughs) This is no wedding podcast. Um, uh, unless you're talking about the... The pending marriage between nine-year-old Anakin Skywalker and 29-year-old Natalie Portman. (laughs) She was not 29 in this movie. No, she was not. That was a joke. I exaggerated for comedy. But weirdly, uh, Kira Knightley, who plays one of her doubles, 54 years old in this movie. Wow, that is a yeah. fun fact. And then she went down to 17 yeah, for Pirates. Yeah, Kira Knightley has what we call was... the Benjamin Button disease. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so when they cast her to be a love interest opposite uh, in his 40s Johnny Depp, it wasn't weird because at the time she was 30. She mm-hmm. was only 17 when they filmed the movie because she aged in reverse. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. That made sense. This is convoluted nonsense. What are we? Characters of the vampire? <laughs> What are we? That's the same kind of joke I did last week. (laughs) All right. Yes. Uh, uh, This is Box Office Time Machine, where Mm -hmm. every week we look at the number one movie in the box office, either in the current year or a year 10, 20, 30, 40 years in the past. This year we're doing 20. We're going to be, probably in 2019, we're going to be doing a lot of 20-year-old movies because uh, 99 was a good year for movies. Yeah, because we're also millennials and self-involved. We were 12. Uh, so I I was 12. I remember I, I first got into uh, a Star Wars in elementary school. My aunts showed it to me. I was very excited. We watched the VHS copies. Um, I remember being terrified 
because uh, my aunt mentioned that you saw Darth Vader's face in one of the later movies, and I was so scared what that could be. Do you um, really? I was. I was very scared. No, do you really see his face later? Uh, in the third movie, you do. In the Ooh. second movie, you see the back of his head. Uh, we are spoiling an interesting <laughs> fact here. So I was a huge Star Wars fan when this movie came out. I went to the theaters, told myself I liked it. I think I went again. Um, uh, the deep There was deep gnawing that maybe I didn't like it as much as I did. Um, I then... Uh, this. For this podcast, the first time I've seen it since. Oh, wow. Um, I saw the rest of the prequel series. Did not like the second one. I Even more than I didn't like this one. Saw the third one, thought it was fine. All the new ones have been fine. I'm not that excited about any of those either. But, but th- they are better than... Well, I, <laughs> I was starting to think. Because, like, you know, time had passed. I'm like, maybe the, the Phantom Menace wasn't that bad. Um, we'll see how that was, but that's my Star Wars history. <laughs> Veronica, yours is very different. Yeah, mine is way shorter. <laughs> uh, I have not seen any Star Wars movies until I saw the first one when I was sometime in college. Uh, the first the f- one being A New Hope. The- yeah, 1977 because movie. Because truly, this is the first one. It's episode oh, one. This I- is where <laughs> everyone should start. It's really where the saga gets its legs. It's where the saga begins, as per the weird Al Yankovic song. <laughs> uh, but so, yeah, so I saw that. I It did not leave an impression on me. Uh, <laughs> so I never watched any of the other ones. My history, I guess, with this one is that I was uh, a huge Titanic fangirl. So I remember when this movie came out, it got hyped as like, oh, this is going to like surpass Titanic in terms of box office. And I was very upset by that. You were furious. Just like right now, there are tons of um, like Marvel fanboys on Twitter talking about how much they hate James Cameron because they want Endgame to beat Avatar. Oh, God. And they're just like, yeah, fuck you, James. Also, James Cameron uh, has an interview where he said um, uh, he hopes the superhero fad will die down soon. You know, like, like any human. person with a, any person with common sense. Sorry. Yes, I've loved some superhero films. But yes, it's time for that to... When yeah. I say die down, I just mean not every movie should have superheroes in them. Right, exactly. No, I agree with you. But you were like those people hating on James Cameron, only you hated on this. Yeah, I hated on this. I Because also... you defended James Cameron. Exactly. I'm a Cameron girl. I didn't see Avatar, but I will side with him over <laughs> the Avengers any day. No, I mean... So yeah, I was huge and big into Titanic. I really wish we started this podcast two years earlier so we can talk about Titanic. Well, maybe we'll get to its re-release, although I think that was probably its 20th anniversary. Uh, yeah, I think it would probably go in those years. Anyway, uh, and I remember maybe also... Maybe we do, we'll do a special episode. like oh, about uh, Titanic? On, on, on each of our birthdays, we'll get to choose a random movie. Oh, that would be nice. Or we'll do a listener episode, and if we ever do a listener suggestion... Listeners who like Veronica remember that as a gift to her, that is what she would want requested <laughs> in this hypothetical listener uh, choice. Yeah, in episode. this hypothetical world where we have listeners who want to be involved enough. But this week we did the movie you you desperately wanted. <laughs> oh God! Uh, and yeah. we were talking about this, and so we always choose one person to lead the synopsis. And you said it probably shouldn't be you. Because you have so little knowledge of Star Wars. And I said, it should absolutely be you (laughs) for that exact reason. 
Yeah, uh, well, yeah, I can see the comedic elements, <laughs> but I, yeah, I genuinely, I mean, I know, uh, like, I know, like, Luke, I am your father. I, I like, I know, I know, like, I feel like living in the world, yes. you have have to have some sort of like a Star Wars literacy. You are aware that you are Luke's father. I Just am as Luke's we all father, are. Yeah. In that movie, um, the we are all complicit. Luke turns to the camera and says, "You are all my father." <laughs> Yeah. You are all my father. Uh, and then we in the audience go, in a way, perhaps we are. And then eight-year-old boys walk out of movie theaters very quiet and contemplative. Because really, as a society, we birthed this fictional uh, universe. I mean, yeah, if we did not sire... The second Luke movie, he would not have a father. Yeah, the filmmakers gave us what we as the film going public want. So truly, we are his father. Oh, God. Uh, All right. I'm glad well, we have been doing this for like three minutes. Uh, uh, so before we get to the summary, we usually talk about like um, what we thought about the movie at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, well, why don't we just do it right now? Yeah. Uh, we'll just give this movie a, a letter grade. Oh, God. Uh, Three, two, one. S? <laughs> I was going to say uh, C minus. Oh, God, you're far too generous. Um, I was surprised. So I, there was a part of me that was like, you know, I'm going to watch this and it's not going to be that bad. It's very bad. It is. I, I was like, yeah, I think it was. I just because I knew that this is the bad Star Wars one. And I have already, like, only, like, a tolerant, like, <laughs> notions towards the good Star Wars. I was like, oh, the bad Star Wars. I like so, But I was like, I mean, it can't be that bad. It made all this money. It means, like, people went to see it over and over again. Wait, wait. <laughs> We've been doing this podcast now for a while. And you still think things are probably not bad because they made lots of money? I feel like after a certain threshold, it has to be, like, <laughs> mediocre enough that enough people would find it on a objectionable to well, really agree on for those that don't you know if we have any listeners that were too young although i've gotten the impression that um from like my young cousins uh, uh my cousin's kids um uh, young people are like these prequels like yeah. people who were very young when the pre- uh, prequels came out or were born after the prequels came so, out So like very young is that. not 12 because you said you didn't know i saw it. when i was 12 and you liked i loved it. yours no no, I so, yeah, so, pretended I didn't like it, but but, but like how kids young who saw you it when they were be? like six. Oh wow! Because that's the weird thing that I forgot about this movie is like people talk a lot about um, uh, the fact that it starts with twenty minutes of discussions about um, trade routes, uh, mm. uh, intergalactic uh, uh, trade routes. But this movie wants to do two things. It wants to give an analogy to Adolf Hitler's rise to power. In Germany, pre-war, uh, he wants to do that. He wants give to a do sci-fi. that with the help of a jive talking dinosaur. It, yeah, it wants to do give like a really like kind of in depth and watching as an adult, frankly, kind of interesting look at how um, Hitler became chancellor in Germany, what? and it also <laughs> wants to do be a big fucking stupid cartoon for three-year-olds, and it wants to do both of those things simultaneously. Well, I did not get the first part. Oh, uh, well, yeah, in the original trilogy, the the Empires, they're, they're space Nazis, and no, I got, I guess, but like, I don't know. Oh, like, Palpatine's Hitler. Palpatine is Hitler? 
Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant wait. Anakin Skywalker. Did you not realize that that Palpatine is the bad guy? I mean, I assumed he was like twirling his non-existing. Mu- yeah, he, so he, he comes to power. He becomes chancellor, similarly to how oh, well, Hitler. Became oh, how chancellor. about this? How about like once we're done recapping the movie, you like tell me what happens in the others. Oh God, I'll try. Like yeah, what like, you remember? Naboo is, I think, it's basically his like Reichstag fire, where oh. he concocts this this uh, disaster. Uh, and then it's like, Whoa. see, this is why I need more power to keep stuff like this from happening. In this, it's not like a fire set off by is a. This uh, did this happen in this movie? Well, then the way so, um, oh god, your your history <laughs> people don't get angry at me, but like, uh, the Reichstag fire was a fire presumably set off by a lone communist or, or no, no, I am familiar false. with the Reichstag fire. My question is. Was that in this movie? Because I did well, not he, see he, that. In he's this the movie. puppet master who make he makes the whole disaster on Naboo happen between mm. the um, coded uh, Asian aliens oh, and uh, the people of Naboo. Um, we could see, talk so much about much racial coding and aliens, this. and we will later. Yes. but he can, he is the one pulling the puppet strings so that he can get the queen to demand a vote of no confidence, right. so that he can become. Uh, the chancellor, so that he can, through his power, eradicate the Democratic Republic oh, and become emperor. I can't believe we're talking about this. All That's right. the most interesting part of the movie. Once oh, I was, God, no. this is I. I just taught myself to turn off everything else and just follow that. And it's I could see where it's like this weird thing where like George Lucas wanted to do that and like really wanted to dive in to be like, and here's like the political steps that he takes. And if you think about it, so like he needs this to happen and he needs her to say it and he's her senator. And he wants to do that, but he's also sitting there going like, I gotta make a big Rastafarian bunny alien for the kids. God. Okay, so should we start recapping this? Let's moment? start. Give it. Go, take it away, Veronica. Let's hear your summary for the Phantom Menace. All right, I'm going off no notes. Lights up. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we open up on a scroll detailing some interfederation route, trade route, taxes. I lost trains of thought like three times reading this. I did not. It is max three paragraphs. <laughs> I did not retain anything from it. No, there it's a, it is even as somebody who's seen this movie before. I was like, what? Yeah, like this is the most exciting way you choose to open your movie. Like I'm, here, are, like all these characters you don't know about, and they have a boring dispute. I want to look up the text from this. Oh uh, God. Text Phantom Menace. Uh, opening text Phantom Menace. Here is the exciting opening to our movie. They're like, and they got better. I think the 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 title of the third one starts with Civil War! Exclamation point. That's some Star Wars movie starts like that. Oh, but this boy. one starts with Turmoil has engulfed the Galactic Republic. The taxation of trade routes to outlying star systems is So there are taxes. You told me earlier there were no taxes. There were definitely taxes. Hoping to resolve the matter with a blockade of deadly battleships, the greedy Trade Federation has stopped all shipping to the small planet of Naboo. I'm Michael Barbaro, and this is The Daily. (laughs) Naboo, Naboo. Uh, um, yeah, so we get yeah. that text. So, okay. And then, like, so uh, due to this thing detailed in the thing, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi and Oscar Schindler <laughs> go up to negotiate, which is apt yep. to continue the 
Hitler yeah, yeah. That's why. Yeah, that's why he was cast. <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, no. you know what? Maybe. Uh, yeah, so he and... So we don't know Liam Neeson's character, and this is... That's why Natalie Portman was cast, because uh, she's Israeli. Oh, wow. Look at that. George Lucas, he thought it all out. <laughs> he, he, it's like a Stanley Kubrick. I'm going to do a Room 237 about... Although, I'd be right, because it is... Okay, sorry. Anyway, um... Yeah, I don't think we learn what Liam Neeson's character's name is. I, I timed it, I think, unless it happened very early in the movie before I realized I didn't know his name. But like um, those of us in 1999 40. already knew his name from his action figure. Oh God, that's even worse. Why are you <laughs> spoiling the movie with action figures? I the funny so when this movie first came out, um, there was some like radio news thing. Like on NBR or something. That it was the day the toys came out, which was a few months before the movie. Um, this movie was supposed to be so huge, um, yeah. and there was news reports that these toys, like old original trilogy Star Wars toys, are now worth tons of money. And a lot of people, collectors, were going to buy the new Star Wars toys when they came out. And my mom thought she was listening to the radio. And she thought, "Fuck it, why? Let's go." And she she I guess is driving home from work. Uh, she drives to the Toys R Us and buys the only two toys they had left. Uh, and I remember this. And she brought these home, and they were like, "Oh, these are gonna be collectors." And I want to. And I, I, my imagination could only, <laughs> only attempt to fathom the wonders that these two characters would get into in the movie. And the toy she got was. Jar Jar Binks, <laughs> um, the Caribbean coded alien, and Watto, the Jewish coded alien. Oh God, yes. Um, <laughs> Everyone's but, favorite character. Well, this is kind of a metaphor for the movie itself. Would you not? <laughs> would you not agree? Okay, and so, um, uh, yeah, Liam Neeson and Ewan McGregor, Obi Wan Kenobi, they go to the spaceship of the Federation cops. Who are like I think Eastern Asian stereotypes based on uh, yeah, the, accent. The that train would be my federation. Guess. When do we want to talk about the the racial code? Can of we aliens? like do that now? It's kind yeah. of insane. Like it's... much like you said before that like George Lucas had to have thought of that. Like he had to have thought of this. Like this is like someone who's like okay, so he is this kind of alien. What kind of an athlete? Like ethnic persona, can I assign to this kind of alien? Like what? What? I I'm trying to think from the original trilogy if there was what examples of this there were, and I'm sure there are. I mean, like the Ewoks are like the you know indigenous uh, society, but it's like they don't speak any language. They go chirp chirp, so mm -hmm. it's like not like anyone's doing like. Uh, um, like an Aboriginal accent or something mm -hmm. uh, as Ewoks. But in this movie, there are characters with very specific racial features. So like we see these characters, they are fish who speak with clearly like doing some kind of like Asian accent. Yeah. Then we later, we meet uh, Jar Jar Binks, who is an alien, but has dreadlock style fins mm -hmm. and talks like I'm not yes. I feel like doing an impression of this character from this movie would be doing like a racial minstrel show it is but it is literally a minstrel show that's what like they would do in a minstrel show Misa Misa fall down on my bum bum yeah it's like it's you know like that like who 
the non-mammy and gone with the wind who doesn't know anything about birthing no babies. It's like that level of characterization. It's horrifying. And then we meet this. It's I mean, it's like uh, um, it it's like the Transformers robots. How all the Transformers movies have like the hip hop robot and the samurai robot. But so this one also we get um, Watto, who is a um, Oh, so he's a hook-nosed uh, alien used slave. Used car tra- salesman or something, Used too? car salesman who owns slaves and really knows how to get a good deal. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Oof. I, 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 I get, I don't know what to say. Like, yeah, I don't know what to say about any of this. It's on purpose, clearly. I think it's just a kind of thing of like... <laughs> I guess it's made by people from an older generation who's just like, yeah, it's fun. But it also seems it's like... It's fun. It's shorthand. It's fun. But it's like such a like such a dangerous thing to do because it is a movie aimed at children for the yeah. most part or children at heart, whatever. But like, I'm just like enshrining that shorthand in like those little kids. That's like also kind of shitty. It's- I don't know. It's all, it feels icky. It's funny, um, when uh, the new trilogy first came out and they had trailers of, um, oh, what's his name? from Princess uh, Leia. Uh, yeah, Princess Leia. <laughs> no, trailers of, uh, what's his name, from Attack the Block. and uh, Oh, oh, uh, oh, who oh, he's great. Uh, what's yeah, his name? Uh, John Boyega. Yes, John Boyega. And, and all the fans were like, like all the you know all, all the not all the fans I I only ninety percent of the fans are awful. Um, I was this big Star Wars fan. I could say not ninety percent of our fans. But you yeah. are one hundred percent a okay. But you have all these these uh, you know people on YouTube being like being like this is not my Star Wars with this black stormtrooper and and this Asian girl gets all the all the good scenes this is not my Star Wars and we're all like you guys are fucking idiots and now I'm looking back and I'm like you know it is a different Star Wars cuz in the uh, uh just the not even the 70s trilogy the most recent trilogy uh once again you know all the heroes are white until we meet Samuel Jackson like the only person of color is the head of the guard for all the white oh, yeah. uh, royal people, and all the aliens have a specific uh, ethnic accent. Oh, God. Um, but what, we were uh, two minutes into the movie then? Oh, I barely. Okay, <laughs> and so, uh, so. But to sum up, we love it. It's super fun. To it's, sum up, it's fun to be like, oh, that's that aliens like a Jewish person. Yeah, as a Jewish woman, I really saw myself in this movie. <laughs> And it's as, nice as to Jewish, be represented. As a Jewish woman, I saw Watto and I was like, Daddy! It's <laughs> like, just like my daddy used to steal from uh, white people. Oh, my dad was always trying to my keep daddy, his best slave. Yeah. Oh, God. Okay, well. So, yeah, so the Jedi are in a uh, Asian spaceship. Um I don't know, like, they probably have a name. Like, I did not keep track of any of the, like, alien, they're like, the, races they're the or trade, names. They're uh, the trade aliens. It's another thing, like, if you want it to be, like, a racially, di- or, like, there's tons of different aliens, the way you get around this, like, racial coding is, like, wa- don't have one species all be, like, 
this is the species that's good at math. (laughs) Like, the trade federations should be all different types of aliens. Right. Yeah, it's... Sure. I, I mean, that but would anyway, be a better movie. The Chinese and, aliens are the tra- trade federation yeah. and they're fish people. Yeah. And they, so they're like, haha, they're here to negotiate. Uh, instead, we're going to talk to a hologram man, I think. I don't know. Who's... They also look like shit. Y- y- Assign- the fish oh. aliens, like, effects. This is the first ones we see. I mean, like, this movie has amazing effects. You know, a lot of it is very dated, but amazing for mm-hmm. its time. Um, and I wish the later prequels had more practical effects, but these fish costumes, their mouths don't really move. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's as if someone built the mask to not have a moving mouth, then they're like, oh, fuck it, just try your best. So someone's in there just <laughs> trying to move it up and down. Oh, it like, yeah, I wasn't, yeah, I guess I wasn't really sure what the deal with that mask is. I think at parts it did look like it was CG entirely, but I guess maybe it wasn't. Um, but yeah, anyway, so they, like, uh, send some robots, uh, and they fight the Jedi, and then I think they run away. I, uh, I I am genuinely trying to remember what happened. Uh, uh, we open with the boring, (laughs) the fish aliens talking about boring bullshit. Who did they talk to in the hologram? Uh, well, a, a shadowy figure that fans of the uh, previous trilogy will know as Emperor Palpatine. So, so it's the same emperor that like Darth Vader talks to. Yes. Okay. Um, this is uh, this trilogy is also Emperor Palpatine's rise to power from a uh, senator secretly plotting his ascension. But see, so I never got. I thought Darth Vader was the leader of the world. Is he? So he's no, not he the leader. Is, he is a uh, uh, he is a successor to Darth Maul, who we see in this movie. Okay. Because the oh Darth, as uh, Yoda says at the end of the movie, the uh, when it comes to Sith, there's always two, a master and an apprentice, and the apprentice is killed in this movie, and a new apprentice is chosen in later. Movies. So okay, so here's I guess like you said, Sith, like were we supposed to know what that meant? Like, because I don't think they explain. So I assume Sith is like bad Jedi or whatever. Yeah. Uh, But like, do they? So this is another thing I had. Someone, let's say like I was a child introduced to this. Yeah. Like I, and I somehow have not seen Star Wars movie before. This is like the first one my very excited parents choose to take me like. I don't like there. It feels like there's so many references to the older movies that like if you were coming into it clean like you would you would be like i don't know i don't know which yeah. which of the weird words is important for me to know and which of the weird words is just like i don't know like sort of like filling in like the space the weird thing is the first the very first the real first movie star wars 1977 also throws you into this world uh, a crazy world like so much of the first 30 minutes of that movie is two dumb robots wandering through a desert um uh. Totally but the thing it. is, the first Star Wars gives you Luke Skywalker, who is an instantly recognizable uh, uh, protagonist. And th- mm-hmm. this movie just does not have this. Ha- in many ways, I guess you would say the hero of this movie is Qui-Gon Jinn. He has no real character arc. Both of uh, both Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan are basically emotionless samurai when this movie starts, except... Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Ewan McGregor uh, has one, which is a fairly funny line where he says, uh, you were right, the negotiations were short after uh, uh, the fish uh, aliens tried to attack him. It almost like at the beginning, like when they were like traveling like that together and they were like talking amongst themselves before they like go into a room or like maybe they were waiting yeah. for them to arrive. It almost felt like, oh, this is like, is this what like... You know, like Jules and Vincent from like Pulp Fiction equivalent yeah. of that, but it never happened again. Like, like the premise, it would have been kind of cool if they had sort of like an interesting dynamic. Mm-hmm. Well, the problem is their conversation isn't doesn't teach us anything about them. Yeah, it's uh, all we get like the, the static. We are still explaining the bullshit from the crawl because, yeah. like, this, it's so. Like this is okay. I'm gonna. I'm gonna try to summarize. What is the political problem at the beginning? I of this don't movie? know, but like this is. So, I think this is my main problem the, with this movie that yeah. it exists. The Trade Federation has taxed the path through Naboo. Naboo is pissed off. Yeah, and so they're trying to sign some kind of treaty, but the Trade Federation has secretly decided to invade. However, they are only doing this at the order. Of a shadowy figure who we later learn is all of this. See, the whole thing is all of this is a made up crisis just to have a crisis. So it could be anything. So why George Lucas chose to make it this complicated and incredibly boring trade dispute. Why couldn't it be? Like an equivalent of a Reichstag fire. It's like one scene. And it's like I, an one that we can understand and relate to. Like you blow something up, you do whatever. Instead, it is like just arcane sort of like uh, the route from blank and to blank is not like it's going to be taxed. And how can we do it? We are the people of this. And I think I, I like I don't give a shit about this <laughs> like i seriously like the, this is like we talked about john wick last week but this is like the shit i like don't like this is such boring like if they started explaining the tax structure of the continental like i don't <laughs> like this is not the thing about this world that interests me well i think the Ugh. idea if i had to guess i think the idea was supposed to be that this situation seems so small and irrelevant, but is actually the is if you pull that thread, it it will lead to an enormous problem. It is actually the first part of a plot to put space Nazis in power. Like I think this is kind of like supposed to be like a, a you know noir uh, Chinatown type situation where this one seemingly irrelevant thread, but a, like film noir, that one irrelevant thread would be like um, uh, uh, a murder or like uh, this dude's fucking uh, his secretary. But also or something. in film noir, that would be a scene. Yes, like, in, that's a that would be like the catalyst. It would not be. So basically, like you said, so when you said earlier, one is like a metaphor for the rise of Hitler. There's two movies. One is that and one is like a goofy kid movie. Yeah, I agree with you about the goofy kid movie. I think the second movie is just like fucking like the tax documents of Tatooine or whatever. I like this is it. There's so little plot in Mm. most of it. And even like the amount of plot that there is surrounding the tax code, which I'm sure is perfectly logical, makes no sense. It's the problem is 
and I I think I'm I'm probably right that the point of this dispute is that it seems irrelevant and it seems like it's not going to lead to anything and that these two Jedi are just on a super routine mission of peace. But the problem is, if for the macro of your movie, this thing is supposed is just supposed to get things started, then we shouldn't be still explaining what it is three scenes in. Like, it should just be, like, we should have a conversation between Kawaii Jin and Obi-Wan that says who they are as people. Yeah, like, um, say your name. Yeah, <laughs> but instead, they're t- it's, you know what it's like? It's like fucking Captain Marvel, where instead of finding out who Brie Larson's character is, she and Jula have to waste two scenes explaining that stupid VR thing uh, with Annette Benning. Or via you remember how they're on the train at the beginning right, of that movie? Right. No, no, I get where it. that should have been a conversation about them, where we learn who their characters are. Well, there's also like an entire plot like that, in, similar in this movie, an additional one, mm-hmm. which is like the whole nonsense about like Natalie Portman, like she's not the queen Let's... at the beginning. Oh my god! I think that. Like, okay, I think maybe that we if can that was better set up, that would have been. I think that would have been a better. Uh, twist if it was a little better set up i think they went in too good of a job of uh making all the actresses look identical so as a kid i was confused and thought padme had been the queen the whole time i still did i think there are definitely scenes well, where it now, is her it's only now because i can recognize kira knightley in the first scene but like sometimes it's Kira Knightley, but sometimes it's clearly Natalie Portman that's and so once they reveal the twist they just give up and start having her play it so like no, the, but when do they reveal the twist? When she announces that she's like, I, I was the queen all along? That I'm not sure when we isn't... I th- exactly. Like, I think I it's almost know. like he's like, adults will figure this out earlier. But this is the reveal for the kids. I think this movie is trying to be a kids movie and adult movie, at two, but doing it so awkwardly. Yeah, I just, I don't know, because I clearly saw... Like, well, yeah, the, explain a little more. Who is Natalie Portman? How do how do we get there? I don't know. I think she's a queen, but she is somehow less important than a senator, who is less important than the chancellor. So, like, I, I, that was another question I had. Like, what is like? Why is she being like batted around like that politically? Like, she you is would the think, queen like, on her planet, but she has a senator. Yes, like, he's so the he's senate under in the her. galactic, like the galactic congress. But is he under her? Yeah, no. Um. He's her representative in the Senate. But, like, it seems like he just, like, tells her what to do. Um, I think I think it's basically, like, I th- it's it would be as if he is the U.S. ambassador in the U.N. Right, but imagine, like, Michael Bolton. Not Michael Bolton. Michael Bolton. Well, imagine if, like, he's the head of the... He's in the U.N. Yeah, who is it now? Nick, who replaced Nick Haley? I don't even remember. I don't remember. think we replaced it. We still have... Oh, I don't, whatever. <laughs> so um, it would be as if the US, U.S. ambassador came and um, the president went to meet the ambassador and was like, and the best, like, this this analogy doesn't work, but, like, the ambassador's <laughs> like, yeah, this is how we do it at the U.N. You tell me what you guys, what the U.S. needs and I'll, I'll make sure we get it. They mm. meet with... And then they do this plot to make... To both, uh, to that the UN should have more power around the world and then put themselves in power. Their evil plot about the UN. <laughs> that, but yeah, that it's the Galactic it... Senate, so he just represents, yeah. and maybe he represents the district of planets she's in. Like, I don't know. It's not particularly Yeah, clear. I was very... Nor does it need to be. Yeah, I was just very confused about, like, what is their relationship to each other? These are clearly, like, five different ways of 
government that you're somehow mushing together and all i wanted is some clarity about who rules who i think i think this is fine i think if the other stuff wasn't so confusing this would not matter i think this is no that this like that's the thing like those are the types of things in other movies where if i don't get them i sort of just like gloss over them and be like it doesn't matter this is half the movie so it does matter and i'm like i just like Explain it better if it matters. Yeah, I think he. we get that he's pretending to be on her side. He's really... Anyway, plot. So, yeah, the Jedi's... Yeah, it's not even, like, the human things. It's more of just, like, all, like, the weird tax growth. The Jedi's escape the Chinese aliens. Yes. They then, uh, they hide on a landing ship. They go down to the planet of Naboo. And there they run into a wacky character named Jar Jar Binks. Oh, so... Jar Jar, so their planet is the same planet as Naboo? Yes. And Naboo uh, is... where, like, is, Natalie Portman is? Naboo has, like, the human level on the surface, and down below they have the Gungans, uh, which uh, Jar Jar Binks is. They're underwater creatures, although Jar Jar Binks has been banished from Gungan land because uh, he, he caused too many accidents and boo-boos. Oh, God. Yeah, so we encountered that guy. He... <laughs> So, yeah, it's sort of, like, it's unclear, like, how he ends up even, like, going with them. So they crash into him, and he's like, oh, lordy, oh, lordy. <laughs> and and then... Qui-Gon Jinn saves his life, so he says that he has a life debt or something. Uh, yeah, and then he just, like, tags along. Like, they're never like, okay, fella, like, we need be gone. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, like, we need him to sell the toys. But well, they try to get rid of him, and then it, be- it becomes brief- very briefly, because then it becomes clear that he can help them. Yeah, and then they're like, okay, take us to your, rep- uh, like, your land. <laughs> and and then, so they go there, and it's like, oh, who are you? Uh, and uh, anyway, so, like, they're like, we need to go to our queen, um... And uh, they're like, okay, you travel through the earth. And then there's a brief moment of like, oh, you don't want to go through the earth. And we see them travel through the earth? There's some underwater thing. But I thought that was before. Oh, no, I guess that is after because they get their ship. They get chased by some scary aliens. It's yeah, fun. It's yeah, fun. Yeah, I kind of, like, I didn't pay attention. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and then they somehow, I guess, go through all the lava. I don't know. Well, this planet, I guess, does not have a molten core. Oh, man. How? Is, is that? Uh, okay. Well, sure. Uh, this movie I, is made out fine. of water. I think we or don't. this planet is made. <laughs> anyway, they might have. I might have it's ignored it. It's a porous core. I was like so angrily reading about George Lucas at this point <laughs> <laughs> that I might have glossed over things. Um, yeah. And so they come there and then they like talk about what just happened i think uh and then so they somehow like i okay i don't know how it happens but somehow they're like we need to go to this planet uh they get they get to naboo uh right as the uh, uh chinese aliens are invading the trade federation has invaded They've taken over the uh, the city, uh, the capital city in Naboo. However, with the help of the Jedi's um, uh, Queen Amidala, oh, so the young thirteen-year-old uh, uh, Queen of Naboo and her handmaidens um, uh, hitch a ride with the Jedi's. They all escape, 
and they fly away. They're trying to get to Coruscant, which is the capital. However, they realize that they've been their ship has been struck by some lasers, so they need to. Oh, uh, like R two D two fixes a thing. Yep, yeah, we have the introduction happen? to R two D two. He's my favorite. Yeah, because um, he uh, doesn't talk. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but this is our first original trilogy introduction. We get R two D two doing his first heroic duty by fixing their ship, but unfortunately, they still won't make it to Coruscant. So. They go to a hideout in Tatooine, the planet from the first movie. Okay, yeah. And so they're there. Then we're introduced to Jew Alien. <laughs> who's, yeah, I think he's like, he, he owns some sort of like a spare part garage or like a used, the equivalent of a used car lot. Um, and uh, so uh, uh, Liam Neeson is attempting to buy whatever part that broke off their ship from him. Yeah. And he's like, uh, this is going to be however many doubloons. And then he's like, we don't have that many. And then he, I guess, trying to do like a Jedi Cut mind. Cut the pound of flesh. <laughs> do I not bleed? <laughs> yeah, the Jew then attempts to extract the pound of flesh from him. Uh, but anyway. So, yeah, he's trying to do uh, the Liam Neeson is then is like. Ten doubloons will suffice, and the, the a Jedi mind trick. It yeah, does not so work. It does not work. Jews are too conniving. <laughs> oh God! Oh man! Yes. So, um, yeah, and so they, but then, like, as the the negotiations have broken, they go back inside and they see this kid, right? That's how we encounter yeah. Anakin. Uh, well, we admit uh, one of the queens uh, when they get to Tatooine. One of the queen's handmaiden, who again is, uh, they're all appear to be 13 or so. How old would you say Natalie Perman is in this movie? She looks 20. I don't know how old she's supposed to be. Hey, you want to look that up? Uh, but uh, one of the handmaidens, Padme, just a simple handmaiden to the queen, uh, says that the queen uh, wants her to tag along. So she, while the others are talking to the Jew alien, she meets one of the Jew alien's slaves. Um, I don't know that we learned in the first Star Wars that Tatooine was a slave culture, but it is. Uh, it's a very, like, lighthearted and whimsical yeah, slave it's, culture. It, this is not 12 Years of Slave Slaves. This is a Song of the South Slaves. Everyone's just having fun. <laughs> so, uh, uh, so she is 14 and Anakin is 9 in the movie. Natalie Portman was 18 when the movie was released. So I assume she was, like, 16 or something when she was filming this. I don't know. Yeah. Uh... Anyway, a creepy. But, but either way, the Jedi's like, yeah, sure. The hand, the child handmaiden can come along to this uh, uh, planet of crime. Yeah, which is like, this is why I was like confused as to like, are we supposed to not know this is the queen? Like, I don't know. Anyway, so yeah, so we meet the super precocious boy who recites lines real good. And, uh, <laughs> and I mean, it's like. I have this. I have this hobby. I am also quite good at this other thing. But wait, wait. Anyway, so he's like, so he's a slave boy. He and his mom were solved into, solved, sold into slavery. What is his name? His name. Well, I think we just know him as Anakin at this point. Like, well, do they say Skywalker at that point? Uh, anyone who had seen the original trilogy would have, at this point, been able to put the pieces together. Oh, for sure. That this Anakin might be similar to the only other person named Anakin we've ever heard of. So, 
do we know the the name of Darth Vader's Anakin Skywalker before this? Yes, because okay. we first hear because uh, uh, Luke talks about his father Anakin in the first movie, and Obi Wan talks about Anakin. It's only in the, and they talk about how Darth Vader killed Anakin, and oh, then the second okay. movie, uh, it's revealed that um, that was a uh, Luke. I am your that father. Was a, that yeah. was a little uh, a, a little little bit of. Uh, uh, metaphor by Obi-Wan. A little, a little light, light, uh, little white lies for Luke and uh, that Anakin Skywalker is Darth Vader. So, yeah, so, but I assume, like, if you were privy to the, I assume people knew that going into the movie. That's yes. not supposed to be, like, a surprising No, thing no, no, the, the marketing movie. was heavily built yeah. around the fact that we were going to find out how uh, Anakin Skywalker became Darth Vader. Yeah, like one of the only things I remember from the marketing campaign is that poster with the yeah. kid and like the shadow. That was nice. Anyway. The marketing for this movie was great. Yeah. If you just take some of the shots of CG uh, without any of the characters in it, um, it looks great. Just like city <laughs> shots. The movie yeah. looks fucking cool. And the first teaser is just a bunch of shots of like um, uh, uh, just like exterior shots, like establishing shots. It was very reminiscent of what was that elf thing in uh, Lord of the Rings, Rivendell, or whatever. Like for some reason, it really reminded me of that. Is that I? Yeah, that's like where the elves lived. Everything is, is that like where the Hugo Weaving is. Yeah. yeah, I feel like they had a lot of like sort of like narrow towery buildings, and it was all like like very bright and sunny. Yeah, the special effects. They're not as dated as I thought they might be. There are a few times where um, the the fact that it's clearly just a group of actors walking through green screen is so apparent. Yeah. There's one shot of the Trade Federation aliens landing on a ship, and the I feel so bad for these actors in these rubber suits because their lines are just like, oh, the Jedis are inside. <laughs> and then they just like walk, for, and it holds for too long, and it looks like... Um, so a few years earlier in the 90s, uh, they had um, the Star Wars video game started using uh, full motion video uh, for cutscenes. Mm. So like the game Rebel Alliance 2, I think was it was called, uh, was every cutscene was just like a like community theater actor in front of green screen. And it was so bad. <laughs> um, yeah. And there were a few shots in this that are... Obviously not that bad, but not that much better. Yeah, I feel like the, like when there are issues with the special effects, it's all about like depth perception. It really didn't seem like they kind of figured it out. It's yeah. like it seems like a lot of like this is clearly a green screen. This is like just a shot that's matted on top of it. This is very early, a very early example of a movie creating full worlds in CG. So there are times where like, like there's little things like a spaceship will land and it won't, um, there's a shadow on the trees while it lands, but it won't like the force of it landing won't cr cause the, the trees to move in any way. Mm. Just like tricks that uh, VFX uh, people have learned over the past 20 years. Yeah. Um, but all in all, it looks fine. It's yeah. just in service of garbage. That was not, that was not my problem. But yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, so, yeah, so now, like, so we learn one of the fun factoids about this kid is that he likes, he's very good at fixing things, <laughs> and he has uh, a pod that he he wants to race. Oh, and he also tells them that that guy's a gambler. I think, like, uh, I think his mom... 
Uh, oh, his mom. We like somehow in this scene find out that this guy is also a gambler, and they were like, "Well, you know how we're gonna like get those parts out of him? We're gonna gamble with him and then have you race a pod, right? That's the that's the conceit." Yes. Um, so Qui-Gon Jinn, uh, very cool with just lying to these slaves and claiming that he's here to free all the slaves. Oh, does um, he say that? Uh, well, yeah, because oh, Anakin keeps asking him, you must be here to free all the slaves. And he's like, uh, yeah, yep, that's us. Oh, really? Because after Anakin guesses that he's a Jedi. And I think we're supposed to get the impression that uh, Qui-Gon has al- already started to figure out that um, uh, Anakin is uh, has force powers... This is very, I, I'm just realizing this. This is very like Dumbledore and Voldemort. Yeah, although this one goes, so this this is the only movie that talks about midi-chlorines. <laughs> uh, this, uh, aside from the, the, the force being like a religious thing in the first trilogy, this movie explained that, oh, it's actually something in your blood and it's basically like yeah. an X-Man mutation. That was kind of silly. I didn't uh, like that. Neither did fans at the time. They never <laughs> mentioned it again. Oh, okay. It's a big part of this movie, but they never mentioned it again. But it very much feels like when, uh, yeah, Dumbledore like sees Voldemort at the, or like visits Voldemort at the orphanage. Yeah. Book six. Uh, he, like, it almost like, I wish they'd done it in this one of like him kind of like seeing the evil in him. Like, well, they do that. Yoda senses. So Yoda does, but like there's no from like uh, not Obi-Wan, but the other guy. Well, I think the problem, well, they, they pay lip service to the idea that Obi-Wan's, Obi-Wan says, why can't everyone else could see this kid's trouble? Why can't you? I think the one of the major problems of this movie is that I have no idea, like, this should be Qui-Gon Jinn's movie. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what he wants, what his goals are. Like, what if it, it like, he was, like, a Jedi um, who's, who'd lost faith? Yeah, or something. Yeah, he lo- he'd lost faith in the Jedis. And then he meets this kid, and he's like, this is the strongest. This kid's going to be the best Jedi ever. And then the Jedi uh, forces is like, there's something wrong with this kid. We're not going to train him. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I finally found something to believe again. And then he dies and he tells Obi-Wan, you have to carry on training this kid. Or just something. And it'd be tragic because we knew that that's a terrible mistake and that this kid's or evil. Or like he died defending the kid. That would have been good. Yeah, if he did. If, if, like, Liam Neeson just walks around being, like, real serene this whole movie. We don't know anything about... But, yeah, like, I feel like if this is a movie where they are, like, this is from which, like, the ultimate evil was born out of, like, you gotta kind of telegraph it more. Because this is just, like, a precocious kid who likes to race, to race pods. Like, uh-huh. I don't... I didn't get any sense out of, like, the... Like, you know, like he's gonna be a danger. Well, I you know, think, I think I, that's fine because I think I, I think the idea was that that would be a twist that to this trilogy. If you saw that this trilogy first, that the twist that he turns evil in this in the second movie would be like the twist that Luke is your father. Blah blah blah. That, that's an insane expectation. I like that's impossible. Well, it's fine. I just I just I don't think this is the movie. This isn't the movie about that. This is should be the movie about the Jedi's who make the choice to follow him. But it's like it doesn't do that. The only characters with any motivations, like real emotional stakes, are Palpatine. But his like motivations are kept shadowy and hidden. And 
really the only scene we get where it's like, oh, this is what this character wants and feels is we get one scene where Padme watches a hologram of her governor be like, oh, no, they're killing civilians. Queen, you need to come back. Um, and even at that time, we don't think she's the queen. I mean, that, yeah, like that was weird. Oh, God. The Every characters time the is the real happens. problem here. It's like we just don't have anyone to really grasp onto. But I feel like we're going so slow. Yeah. So let's Sorry. get along. So they um, so uh, they meet the kid. They realize one of the only way to get the money to fix our ship is to do this pod race. So we launch into this pod race, which is this crazy like space NASCAR thing around around Tatooine. This scene uh, I don't care what you say. I actually, this scene still holds up. The pod race is fun. I, I, like, I didn't like it. I knew, so I was, not that I didn't like it. Like, yeah, that is probably the best part of the movie. But it's, like, that was the scene that I was like, okay, like, even people who don't like this movie like this scene. So this uh-huh. is going to be good. Like, it was just like, I don't know, just like a bunch of, like, spaceships racing. I, I don't know. It wasn't. Like, there wasn't much invention in it, you know? It was just, like, them circling. Yeah. There was some, like, minimal sabotage, but it wasn't, like... Oh, Sebulba, the other pod racer, the big pod racer, who's a straight-up murderer. Yeah, like, of a nine-year-old kid. I I think, like, we have the sand people. We set up all the things in the course because it's multiple laps. Like, I think the sand people shooting the rifle should have come into play in the third lap, and it really doesn't. Like, it, yeah, it's sort of, like... Does it? I, I don't know. I, I don't, don't think it does. I like, I, w- I was like, ooh, there's some elements of like Mad Max Fury Road. Mm. It looks like equally like, obviously like I did not expect this to be Mad Max Fury Road, <laughs> but like no movie is. But I don't know, just like some sort of an, like it didn't like, you. I don't know, like Wacky Races had like more invention in it than like, I'm not expecting like Fast Furious yeah. action. It's just like it was like literally just like two like things racing each other. But it is still the best thing in the movie. Yeah. So uh, shocker, Anakin wins, um, and it turns out Qui Gon has made a deal with the Jew alien <laughs> that not only will they get the parts they need, but if Anakin wins, he will also get Anakin's freedom because oh, Qui Gon Jinn has decided to bring Anakin with them to Coruscant to train to be a Jedi because he has realized that Anakin is super good at Jediing or could be. Oh my God. Like that scene where they were like, so I freed the kid, mom, you are still a slave. Oh, woof. That was just like, yeah. Qui-Gon's got mind control powers, but he really didn't feel like negotiating that hard for the mom. Like, or just like you're a fucking Jedi. Just like, Take them off. Well, I think we're also supposed to believe that Je- Jedi's would be separated from their parents anyway. So, but that that just felt like. But why? Okay, they have to separate. I just think but they shouldn't be slaves. Slave? I think if we didn't call them slaves in this movie, it would change everything. If they're just <laughs> impoverished servants to this uh, Jew alien, it would be fine. Why do they have to literally be slaves? But also, like their slavery is like. They have like a duplex. Yeah, they have their own house. Yeah. Uh, He gets to build spaceships on the side. He has a bunch of friends. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Just don't call them slaves. Um, but I think they want to want it to feel really bad with it. It's gonna feel sad when the kid leaves his mom anyway. Yeah. We don't need to add in the idea that she's going back to being a slave. Yeah. 
Yeah, I just, I hated that scene so much. But anyway, mom gets to uh, stay being a slave. Mom don't, gets to stay. Don't worry, she'll be back next movie as a corpse. Um, oh, no. Um, so the kid, uh, they leave, they go to Coruscant. Oh, no, so we forgot one thing. So, like, the hologram man. Oh, fuck, Darth said, Maul. Yeah, he, like, I'm going to send my most prized fighter... And then, like, this is the first time we actually see him in action. And I think... He doesn't do that much. Yeah, he doesn't... Like, he's very unintimidating. And then, like, I guess not Obi-Wan Kenobi jumps... I don't want to keep saying Liam Neeson, but I don't remember his name. Anyway, he jumps very high into the spaceship, and then they fly off. To, but, like, yeah, and Darth Maul is, like, darn. I've complained a lot about how, um, like, uh, in the new trilogy, Captain Phasma, the... Gwendoline uh, Christie character uh, has a cool costume um, and is set up as like a character but doesn't really do anything and she's in two movies. Darth Maul's not that much better. Yeah, he's got a cool costume and a cool stupid double-sided lightsaber but yeah, he's in three scenes in this movie. Yeah, and he's like not that menacing. Because too much is in this movie. You cut out 20 minutes of trade talk We've got a lot of room for other stuff to happen. Yeah, like, show us what makes Darth Maul, like, very cool and ruthless. I don't think we saw any of that. But yeah, he attacks, uh, but they escape, but Qui-Gon Jinn realizes, oh no, there might be Sith about. Anyway, they get How to How does he realize that? Because uh, uh, this bad guy was clearly trained in the arts of the Jedi something. Or oh, that. okay, so it's not metaphorical Sith with, like, the kid. Oh, of course, because no, he yeah, doesn't. He, he says, uh, he says that, because uh, Obi-Wan's like, what was it? And he's like, I don't know, but it was trained as a Jedi. And then Ooh. he says to Yoda, that must mean he's a Sith. Mm. Uh, anyway, so they get to Coruscant. They split up. Um, uh, uh, Amidala and Padme and all the others go to hang out with uh, Palpatine in the Senate. Um, meanwhile... Um, like, Terrence Stamp is in there briefly? Oh, yeah, he's the old chancellor. What is... Okay. So, like, so he wants to oust, or Palpatine wants to oust that guy. Yes, they've gone to Coruscant to request uh, that basically Space UN does something about uh, the Trade Federation invading Naboo. However, it gets tied up in bureaucracy. Uh, Terrence Stamp, the current chancellor, can't do anything. So um, Emperor Hitler is like, oh, well, maybe we should just, you know, make a vote and make there be, like, a stronger chancellor. I mean, I guess we could do that. It's not, like, what I want to do, but, like, it And it's be not like cool. you should totally elect me as that chancellor. Oh, you want, you want me to be the nominee? I mean, that's, I mean, I guess I'd be pretty good at it. It was my idea. I, I don't know. Um. <laughs> yeah, so that happens for, like, 20 minutes. Uh, in the, okay, so while that happens... Oof. Oh, uh, so then like there's like a the like a fellowship of the ring, but like for aliens, <laughs> where like Yoda is there. For the, it's the Jedi Council. Okay, that's what it is. Okay, uh, it, the high table. If there were this the were John Wick world. <laughs> so yeah, so it, it's Sam Jackson, Yoda, some, long neck dude, some lo so like some dude with like a huge head, who like <laughs> there's clearly one scene. Where, like, it's sort of like that, like, Barbara Walters, like, sort of like, what what do they call it? Like, uh, 
like, uh, Barbara like, Walters. I have no idea where you're going. No, you know, like they say, like she has like Vaseline on a lens or something to make everything look like soft. Oh, they think you think they fogged up the screen for long neck guy? Yes, because there's like clearly a scene where it seems like he's incomplete or something, what, and did you the think screen he was aging and really. Uh... No, I just thought they didn't have the budget. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, so they're like, um, uh, I guess like the Jedi's are making a case for, uh, for Anakin to be starting his training. Then like, uh, Sam Jackson does some sort of like a tele, uh, what's it called? They do uh, like an ESP test, like yeah. the beginning of Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah. And then he, I think he does well, right? But He does still amazingly like, well. Yeah. However... Uh, they don't train Jedis after a certain age because it's dangerous. Also, there's something about this fucking kid they don't like. How young do you have to be? Um, I don't know. Just nine is too old. Uh, so I think you start very young. Um, in a later movie, they kill a bunch of kids and we see how young they are. Oh boy, um, that's sad. Uh, so this is sort of like a Sparta analogy, I guess, or something. Sure. I, I, I don't know. It's like uh, you, it's like Harry Potter. You didn't get your owl in time. You can't go back and do tenth grade. Oh, what? Why would you? Or like, whatever. Hogwarts is very accurate. You would totally get an owl if you deserve an you owl. You got lost or some shit. No. <laughs> what are you talking? About? Anyway, there has never been. Uh, a but Qui Gon Jinn is like no. They won't let Qui Gon Jinn uh, train. Um, well, first oh, no. Qui Gon Jinn so, says no, so Obi Wan could be a full Jedi. So they were like, I will train him. And they were like, no, you already have one direct report. And this is this, so you can only have one. So, like, he has to train him. And I guess, like, you and McGregor well, then he's, okay with it. Well, no, they haven't made that decision yet. Instead, oh. they're like, he's like, okay, well, I, I, like, no, I think Obi-Wan can be his own Jedi, and I'll just train. I'm about to sneeze. <coughs> Hope you enjoyed that, podcast listeners. Anyway, um... <laughs> Uh, so he's like, no, Obi-Wan can be his own Jedi. I'll train him. And they're like, no, no, keep training Obi-Wan. So he's like, fine, fuck it. I'm just going to bring the kid with me. Kid, just watch what I do. So then, uh, meanwhile, um, uh, uh, Space Hitler's plan isn't going great because the queen is like, fuck, fuck waiting for your machinations. I'm just going to go to war myself. And so all of our main characters get on the spaceship and fly back to Naboo to mm-hmm. fight the uh, Chinese aliens. Yes. And they somehow enlist uh, Jar Jar folks. The Gungans. Uh, and uh, so they come in with some sort of like rusty helmet looking apparatuses. <laughs> right? Like, I, I don't know what they were. I guess like tanks of some kind or something. Anyway. So they're fighting with the robot guys that the Asian aliens have. And, um, okay, what happens? Oh, and then... Keep I, yawning while you describe this movie. <laughs> and then at the same time, this is also like, it was like the most, like, uh, like what, like amateurish, like inner cutting between like these three things. What three things? Like, so it was, like, the fighting with the, like, the uh, the Jar Jars. There was Darth Vader and, oh, or, sorry, Darth Maul and uh, the, the, Jedi. the Jedi. There was the kid flying into space. 
and there was like the queen was doing something but they like yeah. kept like intercutting between them and for some reason it was it was like done in such a like I don't know usually when you do that stuff you kind of cut into like the media res of the thing uh-huh. and like they felt like there were a few times where it was almost like the characters were standing still until you cut to them and they sort of like they started moving. Well, there's a part of the Jedi's are caught behind between those laser walls. Oh my god, what was that? I like that part. It's but tense. what what was it? Um, I don't know. Do you do you have a tissue? <laughs> uh ooh, I I've tied. Okay, good. Sorry. This is gonna be a good part of the show. This is okay. So while John is away. <laughs> no, delete. Of course. I'm keeping it forever. Okay. Anyway. Uh, well, yeah, so they, they get to Gungan. Oh, also, uh, uh, yeah, she reveals Padme is actually the queen. Uh, Keira Knightley is just her double and bodyguard. Also, we totally forgot uh, we meet C-3PO earlier. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah, Anakin. That's another thing we learned Anakin about him. Anakin built C-3PO. Yeah, that's nice. Uh, I guess. But, yeah, I don't know. So they go to the planet. They enlist the Gungans. So it's a three pro. So... It's uh they have the main fight with the Gungans and the droid army. However, that is a diversion so that they can sneak into the capital and get the viceroy, who's the head of the uh, fish Chinese aliens. Uh-huh. Um, and then, although when they get there, so Jar Jar Binks has been because he negotiated the uh, the um, uh, alliance between the humans and the Gungans, he's been made a general. So Jar Jar Binks <laughs> is a general in the battlefield, which does lead to. The only, in my mind, the only fun Jar Jar Binks scene where this fucking idiot accidentally bumbles his way into defeating tons of enemy soldiers. <laughs> and it was just, just stupid enough for me to enjoy it. But while that's happening, the humans I go in. I did not enjoy it for the record. <laughs> they go into the capital. Qui-Gon tells Anakin to wait in the spaceship uh, with R2-D2. However, when they get in. Uh, Darth Maul appears, so the Jedi's go off to fight Darth Maul. Meanwhile, Natalie Portman and her uh, her bodyguards run off to find the Viceroy, and then a bunch of droids come, and Anakin tries to shoot them with the spaceship, accidentally launching the spaceship into the sky. It's on autopilot, so he joins the dogfight up in space. So there, our heroes are split into four. So I have some questions. <laughs> First of all, so if Anakin can climb into an airplane and start shooting people, why have not the other people done that. That's one. Why would you ever want to have a lightsaber over a light a gun? Like, isn't that so much better? Um, this is a conversation that people have been having on elementary school playgrounds for forty I know. years. I'm I'm having a belated uh uh but adolescence. The lightsabers can uh block laser bullets. Well, couldn't you just, like, turn your gun sideways and it would block it? Yeah, but everyone has really bad aim in this universe. Ugh, I don't know. I just thought I would probably go for the gun. Anyway. So they fight uh, Darth Maul. Yeah, so, like, the kid flies off into space and, like, shoots up the spaceship that, like, the inside of it kind of looks like a Death Star. I think that's probably intentional. I don't know. Anyway, uh, then, like, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi and Kwai... Gon Lin? Is that right? No. Kwai Gon Jin. Kwai Gon Jin. Um, uh, so they fight Darth Maul. They're like, yeah, the weird thing with the walls was unclear to me. I don't know. So like at, at a certain point, they basically go from like a normal office space 
into like where like I think like it's similar to where Luca and your father happens. It's like sort of like a series of bridges and like neon things and stuff. They're in a space reactor with a it looks laser like a server room. Yeah, and it's like a spinning laser wall. So they keep getting separated by it. So they just have to stare at each other angrily until the laser wall so goes away. It didn't feel like they were staring at each other angrily. More of just like, it's one of those things that you like make it through one sliding door and then you have to stand still for a bit until uh, you make it through the other. Well, like, Qui-Gon it, Jim was so peaceful. He just sat down while he waited. I, I don't know. It just like, it didn't feel like there was like a sense of urgency. It's more of just like... Da, 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 da. Uh, and then like they're off and so anyway uh, Darth Maul stabs uh, Liam Neeson Liam Neeson Gandalf sit down like the the shoot uh, and then um, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi almost falls but he remembers that he can jump super high <laughs> uh, and then so and he also somehow like grabs his lightsaber as he does it. Uh, yeah. That... And then, and then he. I like... looked away and he went from being dead to being uh, in the lead so, very fast. So he slices uh, Darth uh, Maul, right? And Darth Maul falls into the abyss too, right? Well, that's a problem that happens throughout this movie in that uh, our Jedis get put in a situation where they're about to die and then they just don't. The solution is that they just don't. Yeah. Like, in the beginning of the movie, um, the uh, fish aliens poison send poison gas into the room they're in and lock the doors. Um, and then uh, Qui-Gon Jinn's like, oh, hold your breath. And so they hold their breath. And then we cut to the droids outside and they wait and they go, okay, they should be dead by now. And they open up uh, the doors and then they're just not dead. <laughs> and I guess we're just supposed to believe that, oh, I guess they held their breath longer than the droids thought they could. Well, they're Jedi. But the stupid thing is, like, we reveal three scenes later that they have oxygen tanks. That's true. Uh, like, miniature oxygen devices, which is how they swim underground. So why don't we just show, reveal that two scenes earlier to set up how they survived this? I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Qui-Gon dies, and then Darth Maul dies. Darth Maul. Like, I thought he was in more movies. Is he not in other No, movies? he dies in this one, although, spoilers, I believe they bring him back in the Han Solo movie I didn't see. Mm, gotcha. Uh, cool. And so, uh, oh, yeah, so, like, the queen and her posse, they capture the the head, uh, like, Federation dude. The Viceroy. Um, forget what they do with him. I don't remember. Uh, well, there's a whole thing where... Um, the, the the bodyguard that finally comes into play because the bodyguards distract him and Natalie Portman gets the upper hand and arrests him and that's the end of the battle and then everyone has a big celebration uh, the we find out that Space Hitler has become Chancellor hooray uh, and then uh, yeah the Gungans get uh, blue orbs of energy oh, yeah. as a gift yeah like the same thing Saudi Arabia gave to Trump <laughs> Yeah, and so, yeah, there's this very, like, North Korean style, right? <laughs> the end. <laughs> the end. Uh, oh, God. So, okay. So, I guess before... So, you loved it. Oh, God. No, I just, like, I I was legitimately confused by how bad this movie was. <laughs> I didn't expect it to be this bad. Yeah, I, I... This was worse than I remembered. Yeah, I just... I could not believe that this was this movie it was so unexpected to me like i 
ugh, I just I assumed it was bad because of Jar Jar <laughs> and then like the whole like tax bureaucracy thing was introduced and I was like yeah, I was just like surprised. <laughs> if there's just no character for us to hang on to. No. And it's like the movie I think wants Anakin to be the main character, but we don't meet him until very late. Right. And I know maybe someone's gonna prove me wrong and say that uh number wise you don't meet Luke until the same period because you spent so much time at the beginning of the first one with the droids, but I I have to imagine you meet Anakin way later. But it, it also... And even still, it's like... I, he had a character, Luke Skywalker. Yeah, with like, his clear, in, insanely, simply, and clearly defined character wants. Right. I want to go join the the, the fighting. Mm-hmm. I want to leave my small uh, provincial town with Belle here on Tatooine. Um, uh, and we just don't... Yeah, I guess we... He wants to write, do a pod race, and then he does. And then he continues along in the movie for an hour and a half. Yeah. And Qui-Gon Jinn, I, like, I don't know anything about him. Yeah. Except that he's willing to lie to slaves and tell them that he's going to free them, even though he's not planning on it. Yeah, I don't know. And then he just nonchalantly reveals to the mom, oh, yeah, I was kidding earlier about freeing you guys. Oh, God. Yeah, and, like, yeah, like, the queen was also just, like, underdeveloped. And, like... Yeah, it's just like the age disparity between those two actors is so creepy if like you know that they're gonna have to like get married. I, I guess think, I don't know what happens. I th- I don't know the story about him, but I think the idea I I would guess that he's supposed to be older and that George Lucas decided he wanted to make the character younger for younger audiences, but then he didn't want Amidala to go that much younger because then why would she be adventuring and having like political conversations? Right. But yeah, yes. it would make so much more sense if like say she was 16 and he was 14. Right. Yeah. <sighs> That's so many. Or if, or even if they were both 14. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, it's but that like that's that's not even the major problem. What would you say is the biggest problem? Just, I think it's, it's just boring. Like, it's boring. It's I think we just don't have boring. a clear main character to hang on to. I think that's why it's boring. Yeah, like I don't know. Like it seems like there was no real goal to this movie. Like I guess uh, either than resolve the tax conflict with the Federation. Like what is the thrust of this movie? Like what? That Naboo is being invaded. That's I think. The, but like I don't care. This movie. Like I like as an audience of this movie, I spent less than ten minutes in Naboo. Like mm-hmm. I don't know what makes it special. Like I don't know why I should care about. It. Maybe I'm on the side of the Federation. I know them as well. Like I don't like I don't care. Yeah, you think about the first movie. It, the first scene we see the evil emperor empire uh, attacking the little rebel ship. They capture uh, the princess. She has a lot of, you know, she she's endearing. There's a lot of character in Carrie Fisher's performance. And then shortly later, we see a scene where they go, hey, we have a big invention that blows up planets. Hey, character that we, the audience, have met, we're going to blow up your planet. And we see how much it upsets her. So mm-hmm. now we know the stakes. These guys are really bad. They'll kill people. And they have this ship that's able to do it. Everything is just, it's just simpler. And, and I think, so 
I don't love The Force Awakens. I, 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 I didn't like that movie because it just felt like it was just repeating scenes from A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. But this movie, I I watch it now and it's like, Mr. Lucas, were you making a movie for seven-year-olds or were you making a movie about, about the rise of the National Socialist Party? Maybe you can do both. But I don't think this is the way to do it. Yeah, I, yeah. No, I mean, you're right. It's almost like, yeah, I, I just, I, I really don't know. I, I, I'm so, so like, okay. So George Lucas makes Star Wars, 1977. Yeah. He like, he is credited on stories for a bunch of films uh, after, mm. but he doesn't direct a movie until this movie. So this is like twenty two years after. Yeah. Like, and this is what he chooses to come back with. It's like I don't know. It's just it's so strange to me, like that he was like all this time he like basically seemed like he spent on like writing like minutia about the world that he created. And also, like, thinking, like, what alien would be what ethnic stereotype. Like, 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 I don't know. You you have all this time to come up with a story about this thing you created. And this is what you come up with. I don't know. It just seems so weird. Like, and then I start to wonder, like, okay, so why did he not make any other movies at this time? Like, is it just, like... He was like, oh, I'm cool with the money. Like, like, did he just want to enjoy his money? Did he want to, like, invest more time in Lucasfilms and do sort of, like, computer technical, like, things? I mean, he did a lot of stuff. He just didn't direct. But just, like... But he also... Yeah, he didn't He didn't write or direct the second or third movie. Right. Which are considered, I think, better? I don't know. I guess I don't know what People that... People consider the second one the best. Right. And the third one maybe a step down from the other two, although a satisfying conclusion of the finale, so on and so forth. Right. But it's just like, I don't know. He made, like, you're the guy who made Star Wars, and instead of, like, trying to make another movie, you don't do anything. Like, I guess you do some things, but, like, imagine, like, if Spielberg was, like, okay, I made E.T. Well, he was working with George Lucas a lot. They made uh, the right, Indiana, Indiana Jones, Jones, movie. Jones movies. But, like, again, he was, like, instead of doing, I guess, something, like, he could have done that, too. But, like, imagine, like, Spielberg was, like, okay, I made E.T. Now I'm not going to make any movies for, like, I'm going to either, like... I don't know, contribute stories mm-hmm. to other things, but I'm not going to do my own thing anymore. You know, well, that's it, weird. It almost seems like maybe George Lucas is maybe more of an idea man. Mm. So, I mean, like, if, if you've ever read the original treatment for the Star Wars, uh, this 11-page treatment document he made, it's insane. It would surprise you to know that I have not read that. <laughs> it's insane and terrible. Uh, and then he had a lot of help. I think his, uh, what is it, like his American graffiti co-writers helped him but american uh, graffiti is a solid movie well, yeah uh, but so it's like i think he returned to like he came back to this and be, and was like you know what let's stop sharing the the creative load this is going to be pure unadulterated george oh. and that was maybe a mistake yeah i i just i don't know it seems like such a like he has taken such a different path from all sort of, I guess, the auteurs that you would associate to be from, like, his era. Yeah. It's just strange to me. Yeah, like, the whole new Hollywood crew. Yeah, I, 
I yeah, and it's it's a bummer. I I sent you. I actually haven't read this yet because I wanted to read it after the movie. But I sent you just because it's the twentieth anniversary. Right. Um. There was an article uh, that I sent you. Did you read that article? I I just saw the headline yeah. and I meant to read it after I saw the movie. And I well, it was uh, I think on birth movies death and they were talking about how this is now a camp classic. Um. No, it's not fun. It's it's deadening and dull. Like yeah. we f- we sound tired. Uh, and yeah, it's a little, a little late, but it's like, I feel tired talking about this movie. I know. And also just the acting is bad. Like it seemed, I don't know what it is, but just like maybe at the time actors were not as used to working with aliens and or children. I don't know. It's just like every night. Natalie Portman is very bad in this. Well, they, and she's, Ewan McGregor's I like bad. Her. Yeah. And Ewan McGregor's great. Yeah, I like all those actors, but there's something about, I guess I don't know to say, like, there's something about these movies because I've only seen two, but, like, one of them, it definitely makes bad, like, makes those actors look very bad. I would guess George Lucas is not an actor-director. Yeah. I think he was caring mostly about the then groundbreaking special effects right. and not about the performance the actors were going. These actors are in a blue box. They have, you yeah. know, I'm sure people were explaining to them, trying to help them imagine what's going to be around them. But like, there's a scene where like, yeah, a bunch of characters are awkwardly walking down the stairs and it seems like the stairs are fake. The robots surrounding them are fake. And the right. background, the city is fake. And it's like, yeah, I can see how this would be a very hard situation. Yeah. And the dialogue's terrible. So you add all those things together. <laughs> right. The characters are all poorly defined. Yeah, it'd be pretty hard to give a a, a a performance that isn't just like, well, you were right. The negotiations were short. Oh, God, right. I mean... I feel my theory is that like this movie made Natalie Portman like want to get like a higher education. <laughs> is this when she's like, fuck this, I'm going to Harvard? Yeah, it's just like, fuck this. I need I need a second thing. Uh, but yeah, OK, so I think I guess we talked enough about this, but I am genuinely curious to hear you tell me what happens in the next two movies as you remember them. Oh, God, as I remember them. OK. <laughs> Uh, here we go. Uh, let's see how I do. Okay, Attack of the Clones, which at the time was my least favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, Attack of the Clones, we jump forward. Jake Lloyd has been replaced by Hayden Christensen, so Anakin's now in his teens. Um, and appears to be the exact same age as Natalie Portman, so we've just erased any problems with that. Um, he's now a teenager, Jedi in training under Obi-Wan. He's rambunctious. They've had many adventures together. But um, he uh, he bristles under the rules of the, the Jedi. Also, he's been creepily pining for uh, uh, Padme this entire time. Mm-hmm. Uh, or Amidala. They uh, get assigned to be her personal bodyguards. There's a lot of flirtation. Also, Obi-Wan, there's an assassin trying to kill her. And somehow this leads Obi-Wan to go on like a detective story where he ends up at a spaceship and finds out that someone is raising a clone army. Clones are, I guess, illegal in this uh, uh, universe. Mm-hmm. Um, this is also connected to uh, Palpatine, we find out, but it's, it's being run by, I think, Christopher Lee uh, as a guy named, like, Saruman? Count... Yeah, I think, uh, Count... <laughs> I think his name is Count Dooku. And, oh. um... Uh... <laughs> That's a silly name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Samuel L. Jackson's character's name is Mace Windu. 
Yeah, but Count Dooku sounds like Count Dooku. It does. Um, <laughs> uh, it sounds like something Jar Jar Binks would step in in this movie. Oh. Um, Jar Jar Binks' uh, uh, screen time is way limited. Yeah. Um, he's now in, I believe, a senator. <laughs> what? <laughs> yes, oh, that's a is... weird joke. Also, he makes the, uh, he has the deciding vote to give Hitler full power. Oh, God, that is, that is the most, like, fumbly Jar Jar yep. has ever been. Uh, it's the biggest boo-boo. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, uh, so they, he finds out that the clones, meanwhile, um, Anakin and Pat Amidala fall in love in some of the worst, uh, romance scenes ever made. <laughs> Um, they run away together to protect her, but then they fall more in love. Um, At this point, when you say, like, the worst love scenes ever made, I'm, like, Not thinking... sex. Uh, flirtation. Oh, sorry. Purely I, I still I still think of The Room. <laughs> oh, yeah. I wish. No, I would, like, at this point, I would not be surprised this was, like, The Room level. <laughs> just like The Room, just watching Hayden Christensen humping Natalie Portman's belly button. Yes. Um, uh, but... God, how does that movie end? I don't know. They uh they fight uh Boba Fett's dad. Um so, also Palpatine is like keeps being like, Hey Anakin, the Jedi's kinda suck. You should like hang out with me more. And uh like why does Obi Wan not get how cool a dude you are? Because you're like such a cool dude. Mm. And and Anakin's like, Thanks, old guy. It's not weird that you want to pay so much attention to me. But you're right. My parents don't understand me. Yes, I'll get in your white van. Where are we going? Uh uh and then I don't, I don't know how the second one ends, but then in the third one, uh, oh, oh, it's some, oh yeah. In the second movie, Anakin, um, uh, go, decides to go back home to see his mom. He's not supposed to because of his Jedi training, but when he gets there, he's too late and she's been killed by sand people. He freaks sand out. Sand people. Yeah. They're a race. They're the ones who are shooting at the pod races. What, what, what ethnicity are they? Are uh, they Arabs? Uh, <laughs> Well, they don't speak a human language, so we don't know. Oh, okay, thank you. Uh, but if they had an accent, probably. Uh, but then, in a rage, he lets his rage take over, and he murders all the sand people, including the children. Uh, he flies back. Amadala's like, that's not cool. Uh, that movie has some kind of climax. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> cut to the third movie. Palpatine has even more power. I think he's now Emperor. And he... De- somehow, he declares... He becomes Emperor persuades uh declares a law that all jedis should be killed um uh anakin's fully turned to the dark side now kills all the children in jedi school Oof, uh kills a bunch dark. of oh yeah he kills a bunch of little kids um then uh we see a lot of the jedi why does he do it like because of the law like that seems he's been persuaded he's fully become evil now Wow. Uh, he's turned into Darth. He's turning into Darth Vader. Palpatine's that that silver tongued devil. Palpatine's talked him into it. What does his wife think about that? Well, so like Natalie Portman, I assume in full K Corleone mode. I believe they got secretly married. They got secretly married, maybe in the second one. And uh, but yeah, Obi Wan's like, hey, I think Anakin's kind of freaking out. I think there's something wrong with him. And Amidala, like too long, is like, no, he's cool. Everything's good. Um, I I might be completely wrong with all this. Uh, this is good enough for me. They kill uh they kill all the Jedi or most of the Jedi. Like Samuel Jackson dies. A bunch of others die. I think like Long Aww. Neck dies. Um, <laughs> Do we ever learn his name? Um, oh right, there's a big battle in like a, a fight, like a gladiator pit in the second one. That's the climax. 
Um, Who is Gladiator? They're on some planet, and then all the Jedi's fight a bunch of crazy aliens. Doesn't Yoda do like wushu stuff? Yeah, at it's some terrible. Point? Also, uh, I don't know about you, but the 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 version I saw um, in this one, Yoda was CG. In the original release of Phantom Menace, he was a puppet. Oh, like I think mine looked CG. Yeah, um, but anyway, so then, um, then. And the third one... So how does he... Like, he burns his face. So they kill all the Jedi, and then um, Obi-Wan and Abinala are trying to escape, I think, and Anakin comes. He's like, you're taking my wife from me! You've taken everything from me! I hate you! And then they have a fight on a... Does he? Is it warranted? Does Obi-Wan do anything? Like, is there, like, a building, like, animosity between them? Or, like, is it, like... Anakin freaks out and chokes uh, Amidala. Because she tells... I think she tries to leave him. And he chokes her and he thinks she's dead. And he goes and Obi-Wan tells him she's dead because he's trying to hide her. Whoa, that's dark. And Anakin freaks out and they have a fight. And then Anakin uh, falls into lava and loses. And Obi-Wan goes, you were the chosen one. We believed in you. Um, And then he gets on a spaceship and leaves. Um, Amidala Who does? Anakin or uh, Obi-Wan? Okay. Amidala has, uh, goes into, goes into labor because of her early labor because of her attack. Does he know that she's pregnant? Anakin? Yes. But he thinks she's dead. Uh, so that's why Darth Vader doesn't realize he has kids. Um, uh, she dies. Um, uh, uh, she dies in childbirth. Her two twin kids, Leia and Luke, are born. Um, they hide her with Benjamin Bratt. I believe Benjamin oh, no. Bratt. Benjamin, he's one of the yeah. He's one of the good guys. Benjamin Bratt takes Whoa. them to hide them on Tatooine. Oh, Joel Edgerton is there as uh, the uncle from the first movie. A young Joel Edgerton. Oh. Um, so they hide the babies there. Meanwhile, the evil, uh, now a full Emperor Palpatine style Palpatine goes. They The droids pick up the flaming uh, body of Anakin, who's somehow still alive. They keep him alive, but they have to put him in the Darth Vader suit to uh, stay alive because he's so horribly burned. Mm-hmm. Um, and it ends with uh, them telling him that Padme died in childbirth and he goes, no. When do they say Lord Vader rise? That was from the trailer. Uh, I, I think that scene. Oh. And he goes, and James L. Jones goes, where's Padme? <laughs> and they go, he, she's fucking dead, dude. And he freaks out. So, okay. So how does he figure out that Luke is his son then? In the first movie, because they didn't know that was the case, he was just kind of like, who's this kid? Mm-hmm. What's this kid's deal? Um, uh, and it was just supposed to be like, oh, he, he's sensing the force. And then the second movie, throughout the movie, he's learning more about him. And at some point, he figures it out and then reveals it to Luke. But what would he learn? Like his... I think somehow he just senses that this kid is his uh... son. Um, uh, but okay. like he clearly doesn't know that Leia's his daughter. Hmm. Okay, well, cool. Yeah. Uh, thank what? you for that. I, <laughs> oh, man. I guess if we do this podcast long enough, we'll have to watch all of them. <laughs> I'm sure they all made it to number one. Oh. Speaking of number ones, next week, new movie. What are we doing? What are we looking at? Well, I'll be in Peru. So I don't know. Like, that's is a good oh, question. This is a good time, it? maybe, perhaps for a programming note. So we, if we were to Skype... Uh, we would be talking about either Godzilla 2 
Ma. Wait, which weekend are we talking about? That's May 31st, which is the one right okay, after yeah. this weekend. Uh, it will be Godzilla 2, Ma, or Rocket Man, all nationwide releases. Huh. So Ma's a, a cheapo horror movie. That might do well. Um... We made this hard on ourselves to recording this one a week early. Yeah, could so I, I don't interest know, you what's in... What's happening the weekend before, yeah. Uh, Aladdin. <laughs> could make a ton of money. Uh, yeah, so those are like the more... There's like the Brightburn, which is what if Superman were evil, Booksmart, uh, and uh, India's Most Wanted. But that one is in limited release. So Booksmart is the Olivia Wilde super bad Animated. Yeah, which I which, think will probably do well, but probably not number yeah, one. Yeah, well, I, I want to see it. It looks very fun. Well, you won't be seeing it for this podcast, I would mm. guess. Yeah, that would be my guess. Because um, there's a lot of big releases to go against. I would I would guess, I mean, it, next week it'll probably be Aladdin. You think Aladdin is going to do well? I think I think it'll be do well enough to, uh, unless it bombs horribly, which I doubt it will, I think it will do enough to... I mean, I don't know. I don't. I haven't thought any of these live-action Disney movies look good, and they all make tons of money. Does this one look depreciably worse than others? I don't know. It almost feels like it might be like another like John Carter situation or something. I don't think so. No, I think. I mean, is it possible this will make less than um, some of the others? That this will be more like. I think they've all done incredibly well. Yeah. No. I. I just. It looks so bad that it feels like this might be the one where the magic wears off i mean i guess no pun intended all right here's here's my prediction uh i don't think john wick will hold on Mm -hmm. i think it'll either be avengers will come back or it'll be aladdin i would wager aladdin Mm -hmm. and then i think i watch aladdin be a massive hit um, I think the next weekend will be uh, Godzilla. Yeah, I think Godzilla. Did you see the last, the Gareth Edwards one? Uh, no. I saw, uh, what was it? Kong the... Skull Island. Yeah, that was, it was okay. Fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not excited about it, to be honest. I... There, there aren't a ton of movies in, in this batch that, uh, that we've yeah. listed that I'd be super excited. I'm, I have not seen any of the live action Disney ones. I... Oh, I saw Jungle Book. The trailers for Beauty and the Beast made me so angry. <laughs> I just... Okay, so Jungle Book was too real. <laughs> like, like there were scary animals. Because, like, the moment you allow yourself to think about what's going on... You're, like, King Louis was a massive fucking ape that was frightening. So they still tried to do this, like, jazz ditty... Well, I want to be like you, but it's this like insanely huge orangutan <laughs> bouncing around this precarious temple, like about to kill a child. It is not like I was so confused by that. From the trailers, I'd rather see Aladdin than The Lion King. I just don't get the oh, point yeah, of The like, Lion King. Oh yeah, like yeah, I don't yeah. Like these. First off, they're not live action. There's not a single thing on on camera <laughs> that is real. Yeah, it is animation. It's just computer animation trying to be photo real i just find i just find all the animal designs like i don't want to see real animals singing exactly the yeah, cartoon it's looks fun have we already talked about this on the show the what have we already talked about this on the show no well we can save it for if we have to do fucking lion king in a couple months 
Yeah, I just... Yeah, I haven't been feeling those remakes either. But hey, if Aladdin somehow makes a lot of money, I would be very surprised. But like, yeah, I guess like, yeah, I don't... I feel like, yeah, Aladdin is probably gonna be the number one movie. But yeah, I don't know but how big of a... Weeks. Yeah, probably. I don't know. Yeah, probably like Godzilla too. How... Well, we will see uh, or you'll hear us or whatever... Uh, two weeks for us, one week for you, uh, the week after Memorial Day. It's already, you're listening to this, it's after Memorial Day. Next week for you, we will either, most likely, be seeing some kaiju battles with Godzilla, or some creepy blue Will Smiths with Aladdin. Toot toot. We're so excited. Oh, boy. God, I love Jar Jar Binks. (laughs) 